This is Joe Queer from the Infamous Queers. We cover Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Breakdown, Honky Tonk, Women by the Stones. We do a really amazing version of Hot-Blooded by Foreigner. That's kind of a hit. But we're not playing too much. The guitar player got busted for pot, so he's on probation. Actually, the drummer is too. And you're listening to The Dummy Room. This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. Hey everybody, you're in the dummy room. I'm Jody Havnot, joined as always by Nasty Nate Demel. What's happening, Jody? Hey man, what's up? Not much, man. Just a quiet night. So we are, uh, this is episode 102. 102. I think. Something yeah, like man. that. It's starting to get a little confusing. Yeah, we got uh, Andrea from the Manjus. Fuck yeah, man. Finally. Yeah, f- finally is fucking right, man. This guy's <laughs> a legend, right? Absolutely, dude. To me, like, the Manjus are top of the heap. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're, they're just not as active as they once were, so it's... Yeah, new record is coming out, though, so... Yeah, man, I'm excited for the new record. Um, I'm always excited to hear new Manjus music. Hell yeah, dude. Those guys, you know, they have it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, You know, it's been 20... Two years, man, since I've been listening to them. Since I started listening to them. Yeah, I think it's, it's been about the same for me. I don't know, man. It's just cool that he he took the time. You know, they're going through so much shit over there, and uh, you know, he took the time to talk to us. It's, yeah, it's very cool. You know, we did it. We did it at decent a decent hour for him. You know, he didn't have to get up at four or anything like that. Yeah. So full <laughs> disclosure, we recorded this like what two weeks ago or something now a week ago i can't even keep it straight dude yeah i don't even remember we've been so like our schedules are so fucked up you know because you got all the time in the world so you <laughs> yeah, kind of that's why we've been trying to do extra stuff yeah you kind of we kind of uh you gave me the green light you know <laughs> yeah so nights that we couldn't do it before are wide open for me <laughs> now you know yeah well two episodes last week this week we got minisodes and we got stuff planned and Fuck it. I mean, we're bored, and I think there's a lot of other bored people that'll listen, so it's a win-win for us all, you know? A little distraction. Yeah, yeah well, that's that's what that's what I'm relying on, you know? Hopefully we uh, we provide that distraction for somebody, you know, at least yeah. for a couple hours. Whether they hate us or love us, you know? Well, hopefully no one's sitting around listening to us and hating it. I mean, <laughs> do something else it. with your time you if, if that's the case. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what I think is cool is I never get... Mo- nobody ever writes and says, you know, you guys talk about Screeching Weasel or the queers too much, you know. <laughs> That's people write and they say, you know, hey, I agree or disagree with this song or this album. And yeah, they get really into it. So we're not, you know, our redundancy isn't killing us yet. No, plus I think everyone kind of <laughs> expects us a lot of weasel talk. It's always been that way and probably always will be, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the weasel's at the Bad. core of like this whole thing. Weasel's at like the core of all, there's all these branches out from it. You know what I mean? They're at the center of like the eye of the storm. And then there's all the scene that's around that. So, yeah. Yeah, Screeching Weasel has, they've influenced so many bands, you know, from 
you know, like the just straight up pop punk bands to, you know, bands like Dillinger 4 to, um, you know, bands from all over the world. Like, of course, the Mangies, you know. Right. What's cool, too, is it's like, you know, the Ramones are really at the center of it all. But it's like there's people that like the Ramones and they might like the Clash and like television or, you know, encyclopedia punk. Television. But if you, if you like Screeching Weasel, that probably that says you probably like the Ramones and a whole lot of other really cool shit. Like if I meet yeah. someone and they just know the Ramones, that doesn't mean I could talk to them about the Riverdales. Yeah, necessarily. No. You know what I mean? But if you meet someone that's in the Weasel, you know you can talk to them about the Queers, Riverdales. You know everything that we talk about all the time. All that yeah, it's, shit. It's it's funny that when you do, uh, somebody writes and they're talking about the Queers or the Riverdales or Screeching Weasel, the other two they kind of come up automatically. Yeah. You know, like they, they just go hand in hand for some reason at this point. Oh, definitely. You know, you know it's crazy. I, I, I still think it's crazy when I, when people find the Riverdales to be better than screeching weasel. <laughs> That's a lot. There's a lot of fucking people, man. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think they're all wrong, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I think they're pretty equal. I mean, I love them both about the same, but Weasel was my first love as far as those guys and their projects. You know what I mean? It came first. Yeah. So, so that. Yeah, we have Andrea from the Mangies on, and we're uh, we're doing the Screeching Weasel talk. Well, dude, we're just, uh, with a new rambling. record out, <laughs> I'm in Weasel mode. I think you probably are too. But Yeah, yeah. Well, I've kind of been in Mangies mode for the, like, for the last week, so it was a nice little break. Um, speaking of, um, I don't, not speaking of Italy, but um, the uh, Punk Rock Reduno I Want to Be Well live compilation is out officially. So if you haven't heard it, you haven't got it, go check it out. Uh, Bandcamp, just donate. Money goes to Bergamo Hospital. Is it Bergamo? Do I, am I saying it wrong? I feel like a dick sometimes. Whatever, you know what it's for. It's a good cause. It's for Italy. And um, yeah, check it out, man. The Vapid stuff. Dude, that fucking back to you live kind of gives you the chills <laughs> i like how you can hear all the people that's where it's at yeah that's what i'm talking about man it's like yeah. he you know that's he deserves that shit at every show he gets it nah, not like that though yeah not like reduno crowd he's not that's getting true. that in St. reduno's a special place <laughs> yeah but i think if any show that he plays there's a core of a people like us that are just like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, speaking of Reduno, we should, we should talk to Andre a little bit about that. Of course, Mangies and shit. Should we do it? Yeah, dude. I'm ready. If you are, you ready? Definitely. D-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M. Coming up next, we got a guest. We got a guest. Coming up next. Coming up next. We got a guest. We got a guest. Coming up next. All right, we're here with Andrea from the Mangies. How you doing, man? Hey, ciao. Ciao from Italy. How are you? Pretty good. You? I am good. I am good, but I, I guess, you know, the, the, the whole uh, Italy is kind of shut down now, and, and it's, it's in turmoil, so uh, we're more concerned with how you guys are doing. Well, um, actually, uh, if we talk about the Mangies, uh, we're all fine uh, everybody's in, in, in its own house, uh, and we live in a town which is uh, in the north of Italy on the west coast, uh, not one of the worst areas with, uh, with the pandemic, so, well, our family friends are okay, we're doing okay. 
talking about Bergamo, which is uh, the town I'm, um, I have a, lo a lot of relations uh, with, because uh, the punk rock adult happens there, France, many, many friends are there. Bergamo and the whole region, uh, actually, I should say, uh, they are suffering uh, quite a bit. And, yeah. uh, well, now that with the lockdown, the whole Italy is in um, kind of a weird, uh, sad, depressing situation. But at the same time, uh, you're using, uh, using the time to... I don't know, probably uh, just wait, uh, be a good citizen and uh, try to organize your life. I actually have uh, a bit of time to think that I didn't get in a, in a long time. So yeah. staying in the house and uh, waiting for all this to pass. Yeah, And uh, ho hopefully you're writing some, some songs. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm mostly working on the... On the music business, <laughs> like uh, I'm, uh, you know, checking all the accounts, uh, social networks, uh, adding, uh, you know, updating profiles, uh, and replying <laughs> to emails. I'm doing a lot of stuff that I didn't have the time to do earlier this year. So, yeah. anyway, gotta stay in the house, using the timing in a good way. Cool. So you guys uh, are working on a new record, right? It's going to be coming out sometime this year, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we recorded the record uh, in Rome uh, just uh, right before um, the traveling across the country was uh, uh, forbidden because of the pandemic. So we've been kind of lucky because we did uh, like uh, nine days of recording in the studio, did all the takes we needed to do and more, and um, we got back. So they started mixing, the producers started mixing, and uh, we had to stop that because uh, they couldn't go to the studio, couldn't leave the house as well. So for now, they mix like three songs, and then we wait for this to pass, and then we finish, we finish the mixing, and uh, we start planning something. I, I don't know about a release, I don't know about shows, uh, it's too soon to tell. Right. You but bought... Yeah, out this year. Cool. I was wondering if you were putting it out on your uh, on your label. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, we will probably when we have the master, we will probably send it to a few labels we like, mm -hmm. and we see what's gonna happen. Uh, and uh, well, my own label will be involved, uh, of course, probably with a single, more probably with the whole LPCD release. But uh, yeah, of course, uh, my label is gonna be involved. Cool, man. I was I was thinking about. It. I can't believe that you guys have been around for twenty seven years now. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh uh, ninety three. And uh, <laughs> I, well, I was thinking of just how long I've liked you guys, and it's, that's over twenty years. So it's like, holy yeah. shit! I, I I just can't believe that you know that you guys are still around. It's cool. Yeah, it, it's still still not easy to believe for me too, because uh, <laughs> I, I I don't really feel like all these years have passed. Uh, of course, I'm I'm not uh, stupid and feel I feel younger, still young, but uh, I don't know. Maybe 27 years are really too much. They they pass very quickly. <laughs> yes. Very, very quickly. Yeah, the good thing is that we had the chance to see many most of the 90s. Uh, uh, punk rock scene in Italy and uh, in Europe, and then uh, we had uh, many years to enjoy 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's not bad. Still got the chance to see the Ramones live, you know, all those things that yeah. maybe people people that came later always is thinking, oh, wow, what did I miss? And yeah, the early 90s were a special time. And I'm very happy I was there. So when you guys when you guys started, um, did you ever think that you know years and years later you were you'd be kind of I don't know if you look at yourself this way, but I know me and Jody do. Like we put you on the on the same level as as uh, as Weasel and the Queers, you know. Um, you're at that level, but you've done you know you did a split with CJ Ramone and you're friends with CJ. I mean, uh, could you ever imagine that was going to happen for you? No, uh, for the same <laughs> reason for the same reason that I don't feel at the same level as those bands. Because when uh, when the Manji started, those those were the bands that we loved. Yeah, and, uh, we were music fans like uh, like anybody else. So um, and also those bands have been a huge influence on us. Mm-hmm. I think we found our own uh, style, our voice, but that happened a few years later. So for the first, um, especially during the nineties. I think the Manges were just one average band of music fans, you know, having fun, enjoying the scene, and probably getting too much of an influence from uh, from our favorite bands. And then, uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah you, you know what I mean. You know what? Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. When you say, okay, you like the Ramones, the Queens, and the Skitching Weasel, uh, probably uh, nine out of ten of the bands uh, that uh, have this influence uh, have the same sound uh, and. Uh, not much uh, interesting to say sometimes. So um, we were just one of those bands and we were having a lot of fun. I mean, there's nothing wrong about being in the scene and doing your own thing and uh, having fun. Amen. Yeah. Well, I just hold you too. I, I just, I put you up on that level just because I, I'm just a big fan. But um, yeah, definitely. so last, at the end of the year, last year, this, uh, this great new Italian band came out and uh, they're called the Livermores and I know you know them, but um, like yes. I call them Mangy's core, and <laughs> <laughs> with with uh, with total respect to you guys, just because you can definitely hear that influence on them. Maybe it's maybe it's the voice, maybe it's the you know the accent kind of coming through a little bit. But um, what do you what do you what do you think of that? Like you know, just being an influence on all these younger bands, not just from Italy, but also you know influencing uh, bands from all over the world. Yeah, I don't know. We've been I I, I can say we've been lucky. Because of course, uh, all the things that you hope, dream, <laughs> could happen when you start a band, most of those happened to us. So we we did almost everything, but at the same time we did probably not much. Uh, it's <laughs> like yes, uh, my favorite bands were the my favorite band was the Ramones, of course, and now I recorded a, a single with CJ.
I met everybody in the Ramones. I met, I met them all uh, in the 90s. So, okay, that, that is the biggest dream you can have as a fan when you start playing music. Yeah. You know, uh, Screeching Weezer were one of my favorite bands. And a few years later, they covered one of the Manchester songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, were one of our favorite bands, and we did the splits and many tours together, and uh, we're good friends with Joe, and then he produced our album. Uh, what can I say? We've been uh, very, very lucky with all our dreams. Uh, uh, we, we achieved them. So cool. Totally. But at the same time, uh, I think we had something, a little something, some, some, uh, a few ideas. Not, it's not really about uh, musicianship. It's not really about being artist. But uh, we had some, some things that worked well and... Uh, uh, influenced a bit of bands in the scene and that's another point uh, that I, I can say uh, we've been lucky to to have the, the intuition of, of a few things that started working uh, and the band uh, was working uh, a bit better than some other in the scene yeah I mean to me you guys are entirely influential I mean especially the drum style you know what I mean taking that Ramones thing and just like really cranking it up so badass yeah that's incredible every time we play a show with uh, even bigger bands we always end up having to explain how our drummer is doing uh, that <laughs> <band>. <laughs> right there dude totally I mean like every time I've seen you live I spend most of the time fucking watching him because it's incredible dude like his hands just a blur so fucking cool. Waiting no, for his arm to fall off. Yeah. What's important in the band is that also he's, um, he co-writes many, uh, most of the songs with me. Yeah. And that's something that maybe not, not everybody knows. But right. um, when I write songs for the Manges, uh, I, I start the lyrics from uh, his notes often. Really? Yep. That's, yep. that's cool. So is that kind of what pushed you in the uh, to to start doing the veterans, just to to do your own thing more, or maybe maybe he couldn't be involved as much, and so you yeah. were in the veterans. Uh, what happens is that uh, nobody that uh, that's in the Manges is involved, mm -hmm. and uh, and the, the other the other rule is that uh, one guy called uh, his name is Alex, and mm -hmm. he's uh, producing all the veteran stuff with me. All the rest is uh, musicians uh, can uh, be can change uh, from time to time. Uh, uh, we don't have really nothing uh, speaks with the style or anything, but uh, uh, those are just the two things. Uh, the managers are not involved because, of course, uh, um, the veterans are something that I like to do on my own and uh, taking the decision in the managers. Uh, uh, it's uh, a really uh, pure democracy. So the, the four of us uh, all have a say in the decisions, while in the veterans, uh, the, the deal is uh, I take care of everything and I, and I have the last word. Uh, and uh, Also, Alex just uh, have um, uh, the privilege to take all the decisions in the studio and recording uh, area, field. Like, uh, He's pushing the buttons. I tell him how, how I like the record to sound, but he's the one pushing the buttons and having a final say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the veterans albums both. are great. Yeah, both of them are, are fucking great. All the singles are great. But um, yeah, that first record, when I first heard it, um, I, I just I, I didn't know what was going on. You know, there wasn't a lot of information. Are the Mandy's done that kind of thing? But it's definitely. Yeah. I mean, you could tell it. You could tell you're you're involved just because of your voice. But um, yeah. 
was there ever I, I mean did any of these songs were they ever considered to be like Manji songs were you ever uh, thinking about it in, in, in all the veterans records I put something that was uh, uh, tried out uh, by the Manji's at rehearsal and uh, discarded but I still believed uh, it could work somehow and um, I did it on my own other um, most of the other stuff I just wrote it thinking about the veterans but uh, yeah sometimes it happens that maybe it's not because they think the song is not good or anything but maybe some ideas uh, are too um, sunny and uh, <laughs> happy to be to be Manji's tunes <laughs> the Manji's uh, are melodic they have the melodies they have the also the funny side the irony but mm -hmm. it's still something like uh, there's always a dark edge in everything the Manji's does and uh, you know some reference to depression and uh, mental health, uh, and also you can we try to to make the music uh, um, express that. While in the veterans is mostly pure fun, uh, and also in the last album I put some very positive message because uh, I just was feeling that way in that uh, moment I was writing took me a year or two and uh, was pretty optimistic for the future couldn't expect a, a global pandemic and <laughs> down on the country but still uh, I felt uh, I felt pretty positive in that uh, in that moment and I wanted the record to be just like that the cheesy positive uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great man
and also in the Mangis, uh, the guys in the band, uh, um, like uh, Manuel, the, the drummer, is a painter. Mario, the guitarist, is a tattoo artist. And uh, Mask, the bass player, is also ma mostly managing the band with me. And uh, he's uh, a visual artist and works in uh, movies. So everybody in the band has got his own strong um, artistic profile. Okay? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm the most the boring guy. I'm just the one that... <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that go to work, write songs, uh, and uh, you know, study the record label. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing the usual. And uh, in the Manges, I have to to discuss a lot, and uh, that that's very positive because uh, I think uh, the, the 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 fact that the Manges achieve uh, some uh, results better is because of the mix of all these personalities. Uh, in the the veterans can be maybe a product that is more like myself. But it's uh, always missing something here and there, uh, and it doesn't have the same uh, uh, heart, probably. But I don't know. Maybe the last record I see is uh, is um, there's a lot of people that that is uh, liking it, and I'm very happy about it. Oh yeah, it's great. I think I think it's a good uh, it's a good uh, record uh, for for what I wanted to to be. It's just like I wanted it. Yeah. I love it. I especially like the mix between you and Ali's background vocals. You guys mm -hmm. sound great together. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Yeah. I think her band was probably definitely influenced by the Mangies, though, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, they, they, they took some influence from us, but they, 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 the good thing about the Teenage Bubblegums is they had uh, their own personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, so... That, that I respect them a lot uh, for, for, for the things they do. They they are very focused. I've been in the studio with them. I know how they how they work, and uh, they have strong ideas and uh, they, they want to do the things their own way. Uh, and I respect that. Yeah. And also the Renzo from the Punches, uh, he's uh, he's drumming there and covered many of the songs, and uh, he's. Uh, the Ponches also are a band that I respect a lot because they have their own style and very and they're very very good songwriters. Yeah, definitely. They I love both those bands. Same bands as we did, but still they're very good songwriters and they had a lot of uh, very um, interesting uh, songs. Yeah, they did. So how much fun did you guys have uh, working with Philip Hill on Go Down, man? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. We met. No, Philip was. Um, oh, I heard the episode you did with him. They're very, very good. Thank uh, you. Very released and yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I, I mean Philip was a was a good friend from uh, previous tours that we did with the Queers when he was in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, so we knew him as a very. He was in full party mode. Uh, his, his so, so we knew him uh, as a, a very funny guy. But at the same time, he was uh, very, very uh, focused on the music. Because uh, anyway, you could see him uh, like uh, maybe sometimes he was drunk, sometimes he was uh, <laughs> distracted. But still, uh, when he got on stage, he was perfect. And and also, he's um, he knows a lot about music. And uh, he's been working with the, most of the many many of the bands that we liked. Yeah. So uh, Joe, I think I think Joe told me something like you should record uh, uh, the next record with Philip. 
and we couldn't, uh, we didn't have the budget to fly to Sonic Iguana and spend time in the States. So our idea was to have him uh, come to our place uh, when um, when he was um, wrapping down a tour in Europe with even in Blackout. So yes, he came here. We did, uh, we did all the takes in the studio here in town. And then he flew back to the States and mixed it and mastered it at Sonic Iguana. So yeah, the results are, the result is uh, is pretty good to me. I think that that album has been probably the one. Um, well, probably it is the, our album that saw the most and uh, is uh, cited as important for from some uh, like. A- Rolling Stone Italy said 20 Italian punk records, uh, fundamental punk records, and it's one of those. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. I, I didn't imagine that that, was, that album was going to be that, I mean, that good uh, with a good result, and, but still it did. And of, of course, he's got something in that moment, like it was, I think, 2006. In yeah. that moment, uh, there was not much uh, uh, going on, and uh, we took a, a turn different from uh, what the other bands were doing. Yeah, I love that record. They gotta hurt you. They gotta bite you. They gotta find you everywhere. They gotta rape you. They gotta use you. They gotta make you. favorite though is still to this day i fucking love that mangy's mccracken split on amp records to me those songs are fucking gold man totally like everything on there i mean everything is just so fucking good 
sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. No? Oh, that's, I, oh, I think dude, that shit's great. I'm still transitioning from uh, uh, the 90s band, uh, uh, the 90s band, average band, uh, to uh, doing what we wanted to do. But we're still transitioning. Yeah. There's some absolute burners on there, man. She's right. It's fucking gold. Over and over is great. Love to waste love. It's fantastic. Don't tell anyone is my favorite. Oh, yeah. That song's beautiful. I'll be true. Just don't tell anyone. I will do. I'm sure there's no one else around. Just a secret that I'm putting in your hands. Now you're not supposed to tell this to your friends. Well, the truth is that I spent some time with her I took off her stupid boy that I went up Straight when she's a bonnie, cool, beautiful chick Taking it out for boys, her skin, she tastes so sweet She knows that she's a pretty one And how much she's attractive Realize that she can make everyone dumb And that's the way she acts Herself, safe from a cold black kitty one And not the jokes that why to see her Only wants her to become a girl as big But now I'm one of them And it won't be hard for you to understand Once I spoke to her and saw some of her fears I just want her run in love, I know she is real that she's a pretty one And how much she's attractive Realize that she can make everyone dumb And that's the way she act To keep herself safe from the cross That pretty one And all the jerks that white to see her All you want her to become that girl as me
<laughs> Can't believe you don't yeah, like those songs. That's more of my, that's more of my own uh, songwriting uh, of the time. It's great. And I, I think I think we went uh, way better when uh, Manuel started to write with me. Yeah, which is a few which is a few months after we recorded that that record. <laughs> I, I think that record. I think that's my favorite too. I think it kind of gets forgotten sometimes because it was a, eh, it was a split, you know. But it, it was still, I mean, would that have ended up as as a as like the a Mangie's like full length if it hadn't been the split with the McCrackens? We were very happy to to, to do a split with the McCrackens. Oh yeah, they're and, great. And also the um, at the moment uh, we had a, a chance to to release that uh, on a Canadian label. Which for us was anyway a good um, a good thing because uh, being from Europe, I mean, yeah, we right. try try to to get into in North America somehow with uh, labels and stuff. So as soon as they we've been offered to to do a split with the Americans, we were way happy. Our first album was uh, one year after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if if you take uh, maybe a few songs from the Americans, split them from our first album. Probably uh, putting together the ten best songs uh, and with a good production, and okay, maybe we had uh, an interesting uh, thing. But both that and our first album, uh, I still find a lot of flaws in those. Um... Oh, I love them both, <laughs> man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, thank you. If it works for you, I'm more than happy. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I remember when Mangies Are Good Enough came out, though. That was the first, like, shortly after that was the first time I saw you live. You guys were playing in Carbonell with uh, copyrights, even in blackouts. And, uh... yeah, 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 I remember that. Uh, 2001, too. Yeah. Oh, 2002, too. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, and the show was supposed to be at Lost Cross, but then it got moved at the last yeah. minute. Yeah. That was the night that uh, cemented the fact that you guys were one of the best fucking bands in the world in my head and uh, made me a lifelong <laughs> fan, you know? So good. So fucking good. Thanks a lot. So yeah, uh, had, uh, I was a steel striped shorts and... Uh, yeah, totally. And that show yeah. I bought everything that you had at the merch table, including uh, <laughs> I got that clean cut kid 7-inch, which I still totally love. And... Uh, what else? I got that the original Rocket to You, which had that great Hard-Ons cover. How come you guys took that Hard-Ons cover off the second version? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, which Which one was the uh, on the first Rocket to You? Um, was it me or you? Me or you? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, we recorded another couple of Hard-Ons cover. I think. Yeah. I don't remember why we cut it off uh, from the second version, but probably we had more material. We had to yeah. cut some. <laughs> yeah, because the second one had a couple of the newer songs, you know. Yeah. And a couple even from the uh, McCracken split were on there too that weren't on the first yeah. one. The Rocket to You, the second Rocket to You was mostly because um, in the 90s uh, we had uh, a lot of bands in Italy, but I believe. Uh, it was probably the same in the states. A lot of bands jumping on the into the punk rock scene because it was uh, trendy and because it was uh, a good way to make um, probably easy money. Like uh, I don't know, we felt like uh, there was a lot of uh, fake. Uh, stupid bands around so we never made a, an <laughs> album or a cd during the 90s because we wanted to be uh it was mostly aesthetic for us but we wanted to be more underground okay? yeah 
So when we did the rocket to you is because uh, all this uh, wave of, uh, of pop punk uh, of the 90s was over and then we were starting to uh, tour more and uh, having maybe a bigger following and uh, so we said okay when we go to shows uh, we're gonna have a cd on the table and it's gonna be uh, this collection of 90s uh, stuff because we wanted to have something uh, that was uh, uh, like uh, describing our first uh, 10 years In the 90s, we were like, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a bit of a, on our own compared to the rest of the scene that was doing very well at the time. There were bands singing in Italian that made a living uh, and became very, very popular. But it was uh, like, uh, I don't know, the mix of uh, no effects. Uh, <laughs> you know what I thought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, easy politics, uh, poli poli politic messages, uh, stuff that was not really interesting to us. Understand completely. Yeah. So, were you guys? Did you guys decide to sing in English just to be uh, more relevant to uh, the whole world, or just to be different? No, that was just because uh, we, we in nineteen ninety three we had no idea what we were doing. We knew we loved <laughs> the Ramones and Misfits and the Hardons. We studied, I think we started singing in English because it was the language that was uh, uh, the language of our favorite music. Yeah. Okay. Still, uh, we didn't have much to say at the time and uh, we, didn't, we didn't have much to say for, for quite some time. But uh, well, English was more musical. Uh, singing in Italian, uh, it's a bit uh, tough. Uh, you have to... <laughs> And also, you have to be uh, pretty good right from the start. Yeah. If yeah. you say if you, if you say stupid things in Italian, it's not working. If you say stupid things uh, uh, in English uh, for us at the time, it could be still acceptable. And then you have a, a lot of options. So you can always say uh, "baby, baby, hey, hey," and those are <laughs> those are things that works universally in rock and roll music <laughs> and yeah. uh, punk. Uh, we'll eat that shit right up. Yeah, no, you, you, if you don't have your own poetry from the beginning, you're gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was it to uh, to do the striped shirts? Uh, 
Mas, Mas uh, is the art director. <laughs> that was his idea. Uh, we we always talked about being uh, uh, like a, a gang, you know, yeah, yeah. like the Warriors and uh, sports. Fan, football fans, uh, we, we, we've been always fascinated by the, the gangs of people dressing the same. Yeah. And uh, I think the mask came up with those striped shirts and we started wearing them. And uh, we did the four, like 20 years probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still got an old, uh, an old poster somewhere in the house, folded up, but... Um... It's an old poster with just pe- random people's headshots with the striped shirts, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Herman yeah. Herman Munster on that, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta find that. I'll dig that out. But um, yeah, yeah I always liked that. I always liked the early imagery and shit too. Those early seven inches, they all looked great. Striped shirts looked great. Yeah, yeah. That was mostly Mass Vision and Manuel. Uh, they are very they're very good with visual. Even if we, I mean, some of those uh, singles in the '90s were very raw, and but but at the same time they had uh, they had uh, some strength, especially if if you if you see it in the moment. It's 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 not stuff that you can you can look now in 2020 and uh, find interesting. But if you were there at the time, you probably realize that some of the stuff we were doing was uh, uh, powerful in its own way. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, it's because of Mass and Manuel mostly. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the thing I love the most about the Mangies is, you know, you're you're able to take these classic, familiar punk rock progressions that you might have heard in other songs before, but you always find a way to come up with these completely unique vocal melodies that are super yeah. catchy yeah. and just perfect for every song and i was just curious about what's your method when you write songs are you coming up with melody first you come up with the chords you got a book full of titles like how do you do it okay um i i don't uh, i don't uh, take the guitar in my hand mm, never no i just, uh, I just uh, think about the melodies in my head and uh, do voice memos on the phone and uh, I, I usually start from the verse, okay. Because I think uh, if uh, if I can find a, a very interesting verse, which is the toughest yeah. part for me, uh, if I find a very interesting verse, uh, I can easily uh, uh, find a, a good uh, chorus, and also uh, anything else uh, I can. I can probably, it's just like math. If I have a, a good verse <laughs> and a good verse, uh, then I, uh, the, the rest uh, is uh, just a lot of fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, st- I, start for, I start that way. And often I um, just go to the rehearsal room, uh, see the guys uh, started to, to strum, uh, strum the guitar and sing uh, for like 20 seconds. And if it doesn't work in those 20 seconds, they tell me it's not working and we're not talking about it anymore. It's not, <laughs> the, the song has to, be, has to be immediately fresh and uh, working. Otherwise, uh, it's discarded. Wow. That's a bit uh, tough for me because sometimes I put a lot of effort into a song and then in 20 seconds, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but, but I know, I know the guys have a good taste uh, and they can uh, pick... Uh, the best uh, the best things I do and sometimes really 
I get frustrated, but uh, later I understand that uh, they were right. Yeah. Well, now you got the the veterans to use some of those ideas on too, so that's yeah. cool. <laughs> so I remember when uh, All Is Well came out a few years ago. When I first heard it, I was like, whoa, what happened to this guitar sound? So I hit you up, on, I, I guess it was on Facebook. I'm like, man, I love the new record, but what's up with the guitars? And you told me that, uh, that Joe had you play a fucking Rickenbacker. Yeah, I played a Rickenbacker. Yeah. 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 Were you happy <laughs> with that sound on that record? Wow, we were happy about the sound of the record. The, the production was made by Hervé, the Pee-wee's lead singer, and uh, he's a very good friend of ours. He's been a Manji's uh, member uh, in like 94 or something, and uh, he's been a friend ever since. He's a musician we respect 100%, and uh, the production of the record was uh, meant to be something different. Uh, first, because we don't like uh, to sound like uh, all the other bands. Right. <laughs> and uh, we were looking for some uh, punk rock sound uh, that was, uh, the idea was uh, mm, not sounding like the 70s, not sounding like uh, the 90s, not sounding like the present times. It was like, uh, let's find something like we're going to call the universal punk rock sound. Okay. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah the guitars were a little bit uh, cleaner than uh, than what uh, most of the of our followers uh, <laughs> like uh, when, when I listened to the mixes and when the record was going to come out I was uh, 100% sure that it was uh, an awesome sound <laughs> of course right? when you when you just done an album you, you always think it's your best work and we were pretty sure that was our best album ever and uh, in the end, uh, something was missing, especially not really on every song. Probably the fastest songs needed a more uh, gain on the guitars. Probably the fastest songs the beat. But some of the slower songs were, uh, in my opinion, uh, were done. Uh, still, Manji's records were not. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, why not? Yeah, there's some great ones on there.
I really like that instrumental too. That one's perfect. What's it called? Topolinia or something? Topolinia. Yeah, the guitar, the lead on that song is very, very bad because I did it. But because uh, <laughs> you know, I like instrumental surf music, and uh, I, w- I really, really wanted to to do that song uh, with that arrangement, uh, and I wanted to play it, even if I know my skills are not very uh, good with the uh, guitar. But still, I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it turned out great. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the guitar, because sometimes when you play live, you don't play guitar. Sometimes you do. I think the first time I saw you, Jughead was playing the second guitar, so you were just singing. Yeah. What do you prefer? I'm not uh, I'm not really uh, a fan of playing guitar. Um, I, just, uh, I just play guitar when it's needed. I don't play guitar for fun. <laughs> and uh, if probably because of my stage presence, because I'm, uh, I'm not that... Uh, I don't have much of the stage presence, so all the times that I say to the band, hey, maybe I should just sing and stand with the mic, they, they were going, mm, no, no, just <laughs> keep on playing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they are right, uh, but at the same time, I'm not really, I'm not really a good guitarist. I know about it, and uh, I would prefer to have uh, two very, very good guitarists and just singing because I enjoy the singing very much. Yeah, but. Uh, still, I can I can just sing with the veterans now when we do shows, but also it happened that I play veteran shows with the guitar too. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And also in the past couple of years, I enjoyed playing guitar more than than in, than probably in the years before. So why not? It's okay for me playing guitar at yeah. this point, <laughs> twenty seven years. <laughs> yeah, you do a fine job. I was just curious which one you preferred because I've seen you do both. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just prefer probably I prefer singing, standing and singing. Yeah, that's cool. Since since Jody brought up the all is well production stuff, I I've, I'm really curious to know where the uh, the next Mangie's record's gonna go. Is it gonna be more like that, or is it gonna be a little bit more? Uh, like the previous stuff sound wise song songs i know they're going to be good i'm just wondering about the production you know songs are always good yeah uh, sound wise uh, what i can say is uh, pretty much a, a punk album and uh, no the guitars are have distortion and um, the, the producers are the guys from judah i don't know if you know the band it's a glam uh, punk rock band from italy rome uh, yeah. what are they called Judah, I haven't heard them. Yeah. Should check them out. They're Definitely great and way popular. Uh, also, they tour the states a lot, and um, they play this kind of glam rock. And they made it. Uh, they made it fresh again. Uh, they play this like '70s style, but uh, all of a sudden, uh, this style is working right now. So what we did was not trying to have the managers playing their style, but what we did is uh, we we work with them to try to make uh, the classic pop punk sound and punk rock sound, the uh, mon style, uh, fresh for the moment. Cool. Which is not uh, uh, following. Uh, what the other bands are doing because now I think in the past uh, I don't know maybe five ten years uh, most of the bands are going from the for the like the 
mm, the teenage battle rocket sound. It's like uh, those yeah. are the, the same sound we had on the Florida EP. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it's, it's that Colorado sound. <laughs> you go. You have the big muscular drums, uh, the voice in your face, uh, good production. Uh, and uh, but many many bands are going for that sound some some work for, works for some of them doesn't work for some other but still they all kind of going to sound the same recently and uh, we didn't want to we didn't want to have that same sound gotcha i'm not complaining andrea i know it's going to be fucking great yeah. but i'm i'm just curious so <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you thank you the florida ep is fucking great too man Sounds good. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, I think it, I think it's a good record for for our, our still and a good sound. Definitely. But still, uh, we I wanted we wanted to to try that sound on us, and it's working. But uh, at the same time, uh, it's like uh, you you put it on the same T-shirt that everybody has have. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, okay, try the T-shirt. It looks good on me, but um, I, I'm dressed some, some with something else. You know. Totally. Like a striped shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, man, that Body Bags 2 song, that's fucking gold. Today my brain left, I just don't know what to do. Today my brain left for racing in an empty room. Go coffee in the pot.
like, dude, don't follow me. I'm lost too. Does it get any better than that? <laughs> Such a good one. Last time I saw you guys, you guys were playing uh, at Jughead's birthday thing, but at the St. Louis show. That's where I'm from. Oh, yeah, you yeah. And I was talking to you back in that side room. I'm like, are you going to play anything off the, the new EP? And you, you were like, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got to play that Body Bags, man. And uh, <laughs> you said that you guys didn't have it worked up, but it was still a great show. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was one of the greatest shows I've seen in recent years. Such a stacked bill. I mean, you guys, uh, Mopes, Cheats, Lillingtons, mm. even in Blackouts. I think Hospital Job played. It's incredible. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun. And also, I um, was very happy to see the Lillingtons because it was the first time I've seen them in uh, in those shows. It was yeah. Chicago, then uh, Saint, no, it was St. Louis, Chicago, and then Chicago again. Anyway, it was the first time for me seeing the Lillington's live. Yeah, and they slayed that night, didn't they? Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, looking yeah. over one time, like we were like closer to the front of the stage, but I looked over to the side and I saw you guys over there, totally rocking out to the Lillington's. Made me really happy. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. You no, know, we're very passionate about uh, our kind of music, and we still are. Oh yeah. Uh, so. Uh, for example, I, I toured with the queers a lot, and uh, yeah. it was uh, I made it uh, I made it like a uh, like a rule for myself that if I play with the queers, no matter how many times I've seen them, and and as well I think I've seen them like eighty times or something. <laughs> but if I play with the queers, I'm gonna watch the whole queers show. <laughs> Definitely. Even if it's twenty days in a row, I'm doing it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So, so Andrea, Jody, Jody mentioned a, a stacked lineup. So, can we talk about punk rock Reduno a little bit? Yeah, sure. Why not? Just, I'm just kind of curious how how you got involved, how that whole thing started. Um, uh, okay. And kind of yeah. your role in the whole thing. I know we had Franz on, and he kind of talked about it, but yeah. Uh, that what happened is, uh, uh, yeah, Franz is from Bergamo, and he works. Uh, he he works with Otis Tours, which is a booking agent uh, agency, very good, and he's one of the owners with uh, together with Diego. He's also the manager's booking agent, and uh, he had this um, place with this venue in Bergamo, uh, open air, where we did uh, the Kevin Aper did a few most at zero match there, like uh, two or three summers in a row. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I remember one year he couldn't do it. I think he was busy or something. And uh, Franz told me, okay, we, we have the chance to start something new because anyway, uh, every summer we're going to have a punk rock event. And um, so he, t he asked me to do something like a striped festival. But my idea that started then the, the, the punk rock Aduno was uh, uh, let's not have a striped event, but let's have an event uh, that we organize as striped and Otis tours, but where all the labels of the scene uh, can can find a home. So it's going to be more, more people involved, uh, so a bigger crowd, uh, and we're going to have more fun. That was the, the, the beginning of the idea. And then uh, in like uh, three or four months, we worked on the first edition, and uh, I think in those three or four months, uh, we got really excited about uh, what was coming up, and uh, we had most of the 
ideas that are still going on now, like, okay, we can do an LP, okay, we can uh, get the whole hostel and put other people there. Uh, we had uh, many ideas, like uh, the wall where the people can take the photographs and post them on social. All these mm -hmm. little things came together very, very quickly. So uh, people that came to the festival for the first edition, <clears throat> they felt like there was... Uh, for, for a change, a, a, a big effort into a Bangkok event. And then uh, people was very happy. We, were, we had a lot of fun because it's a good festival. You have the, the, the chill side, the chill outside. You have families, kids, uh, good food, uh, good drinks and everything. And then you have also the, the wild side where you have the DJ sets going on all night and the good bands and the, the fun so uh, I think we came up with a, a very well-balanced event. Still, professional, there's a good stage, there's a good sound. Everybody says that the bands that they are doing all have a very good sound. And all the bands are happy after they play, they say, okay, the stage was great. So we put together something that is working and it has been working for, uh, for edition now. Uh, I, I wasn't much involved in last year because I was pretty busy with uh, with my job. Now I don't have any more, so uh, I think I'm going to be uh, more focused on the future for the Panko Caduno. I don't know what's happening this year anyway, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of look over the, the past years, you know, um, through all the lineups of them, and it's, it's really something. I mean, I have my favorite, but... Um, every year it's you know it's gotten bigger but um it's hard to choose a favorite because man you've had such classic and wonderful bands at all of them yes but um do you guys i know franz had said that he doesn't want to have the same band play every year or anything does that mean the mangies never get to play another one or no veterans ever again or what <laughs> <laughs> well not uh, not in the in the in the next future but um, probably we're gonna play there again in the future i don't know cool. uh, the Mangies played the first edition yep and we played the, the third edition with the cj ramon and uh yeah i played with the veterans on the third edition too and we see what's gonna happen but no i mean i don't want it to be like my festival as i say yeah, yeah. As I say, the, the good thing about Panko Kaduno is that for once we could put everyone in, uh, together and we have uh, many people involved in, with different, coming up with different ideas. Like uh, for this uh, 2020 edition, uh, there's Stefan Stardamb celebrating uh, 20 yeah. years of Stardamb record. But at the same time, uh, Kevin Aper is working on uh, on other things because there always there is a, a monster zero booth or a monster zero stage you know <laughs> and uh, and those are those are the good things that make uh, the festival more enjoyable the small little good things uh, every moment uh, there's a good thing happening you know yeah and so it's not about the manjis or, or no no it's definitely the coolest festival that uh, oh, that yeah. I've ever known about, you know. I mean, I would love to go. <laughs> Hands there. down. Yeah, you guys should come. Should do podcast from there. Yeah. Oh, I would love fun. to. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next year we can actually make this happen. This okay. year, I don't. I don't think so. This year is gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
yeah, next year, next year, uh, it's a promise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Start saving. If I start saving now, I probably could start afford saving. it by next year. <laughs> Even though I'm not working right now at all, so <laughs> okay. I'm hoping to go back to work at some point in the future. Yeah. yeah. So this year, there, it's still on. It, the, nothing's changed on that. It's just sort of on pause for for announcing any more bands, just until really? the. Uh, yeah, that. But it's still, it's really too soon to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's not only about Italy going back to normal, which is something that we're not sure of, but it's also about the other countries going back to normal, airports uh, going back to normal. Because yeah. uh, you know, Raduno, the Raduno is not just about the Italians. The Raduno is. Uh, uh, from people from all over Europe uh, is flying to Bergamo. The good thing about Bergamo is that uh, it's uh, the festival takes place uh, in a town that where there's an international airport for all the low-cost flights uh, inside of Europe. So if you fly from London, Paris, uh, from all the European countries, Spain, Germany, you have you, you can land in Bergamo and it's really cheap flights. And that's that's another of uh, the secrets of the good uh, result that, that Aduno is doing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I can't wait to hear the new record, man. I'm stoked to hear that. <laughs> so, are you gonna are you gonna pull a Ben Weasel and and uh, release it digitally early, or are you gonna wait out? Uh, no, we're gonna wait. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Not that I, I thought that was great. I love the new Weasel record, but um, yeah, yeah it's, I don't know exactly why he did that. You know, he told us, but who knows? But um, it's something that I think people have to think about right now. You know, they can't wait sometimes. I yeah. think he, I think he had a good idea. Uh, I mean, people people is anyway is in the is in the house wasting time with the computers. He's got a record. It's ready. No, he doesn't know when he can have a release date, when he can promote it, when he can right. play show. So yeah. he could have been waiting for months, one year, and then still still couldn't know when to release it and what was the best time. So he said, "Fuck it, the best time is now." Yeah. I just really. <laughs> yeah. And, I think I think he made a he made a good choice, uh, and also he. He gave us a, a, a lot of uh, new good music and something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a nice distraction. It's such a good record. Yeah, um, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's yeah, well, like Jody said, I can't wait to hear the new record. Um, yeah, I wish it was here. The new Mangy's record I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was the title again? It's like something about like a punk rock goodbye, right? Yeah, the title is uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, a goodbye, it's a farewell. Yeah. But, so what uh, the fuck is that? Is this the last one or what? It's not an adios amigos. It's uh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the album title, but it's not supposed to be our last record. Cool. You had a sweating a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a title. It's a title that has uh, probably a different meaning for each one of us uh, band members. But uh, it worked. It worked good for all of us. So cool. it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely does. Yeah, yeah, better not be the last one though. We need like four more. At least four more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Got to double what you've done already. Not sure about four, but anyway, <laughs> it's not supposed to be the last one. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
So when the world goes back to normal, you release the new record. Are you going to tour around in the States again? Do we get to see you again or what? I wish. I wish. If there was one thing in these days that I'm thinking of is uh, I should play more shows. (laughs) I don't know if being locked in the house that is making me having this kind of thoughts. But I, uh, from what I hear to the to the other guys in the band, uh, the feeling is uh, the same for them. And uh, we're thinking, uh, fuck it, uh, we should play more shows. And nice. uh, uh, I, it's probably because uh, also we go touring and we make plans with the band also because we are very good friends in the band and we have a lot of fun together. We had uh, some crazy times. Uh, we had a, very, a lot of traveling together. And uh, we are we are now family, so we miss each other. Sometimes uh, we get uh, a bit uh, um, distant uh, because everybody's busy. Everyone is busy on his own thing. But still, uh, if it's the band, if it's the music, uh, if it's a show, if it's a recording, uh, it's always good to to be in touch and uh, work on something together and having a chance to. Um, be together again because we have a lot of fun when we're together that's great so since since the veterans is mostly you do you ever see yourself you know just coming over here by yourself and and getting guys to friends over here together to, to tour as the veterans mm, that would be a good idea but i didn't plan anything about it mm. but uh, yeah why not yeah that'd be fun i i just got i was just thinking that because uh jughead was going to do that right now he was supposed to be kind of <laughs> really? playing a few shows going around finding like a band to uh to be his band and play you know songs from the catalog his catalog yeah. and uh yeah i thought yeah. that was a really cool idea it's something you could I probably have, pull I don't have such a, i don't have such a catalog <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but when i played uh, i had a lot of fun when i played with the uh, flamingo no build uh, as my as my band because when we did it in uh, hawaii a few years ago mm-hmm. uh I played shows as Andrea Mengis, and my backing band was the Flamingo Nosebleed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was good. That was good, because we had the chance to play their songs, my songs, uh, some covers, uh, veterans, Mengis, uh, all mixed up together. And, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I, I would do something like that if I get the chance. Plus, you played in Hawaii, so it's just kind of a vacation in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. What they do is, yeah, playing in Hawaii is. Um, I mean, unless you're very, very big, but I'm talking pop star big. Yeah. Playing in Hawaii is not easy because there's not much of an audience there. So uh, there, there's this thing they call the visiting bands. It means uh, we are not uh, uh, calling you from Italy coming to play Hawaii, but if you're there, you're gonna play. You're a visiting band. We we set up the shows, uh, and uh, we're more than happy to have you. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. how it works. Uh, so I was going there anyway, traveling with my ex-wives, uh, and so I asked the flamingos if they could join me there, and uh, we booked uh, a couple of shows. And for me, it was awesome because I'm passionate about the Polynesia, love Hawaii, and uh, it was a very good time for me. Playing shows uh, and being on the beach a day, playing shows at night. Yeah. It was awesome. That's cool. That's cool. It's like paradise. Yeah. Tom Selleck style. <laughs> 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 Love, 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 love
that, Andrea. This is um, we're we're huge fans of you, and and of course, Mangy's veterans. All the stuff you've done, uh, you've given us uh, so many so many great songs of the last you know twenty seven years now. So just appreciate you, uh, you know, just hanging out today a little bit and uh, chatting. So thank uh, you very much. Come back sometime and stay safe. Um, you know, hopefully things get better real soon, and uh, we have a Punk Rock Reduno 5 this year. But if not, I got a feeling we'll have one next year for sure, and I think it'd probably be bigger and better than ever. So, um, yeah, man, just thanks for hanging out, and uh, have a good night. Thank you very much, guys. You guys take care. You too. Thank you for having me on the thanks podcast. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, thanks a lot. Ciao. Bye. Bye. This is Cody from Teenage Bottle Rocket in Willingtons, and you're listening to The Dummy Room. All right, man, there you go. Uh, the one and only Andrea Mangis. Yeah, a legend in his own time. Dude, I'm pretty happy we're going to we're not getting the last Mangy's album yeah. or at least I was kind of not worried a planned about last album yeah dude well the title <laughs> says it so yeah I remember us speculating about it when the when the word came about it like a few months back but yeah man that's good news and uh of course you know like you said before we've been listening to this band for 20 plus years they're just they're <laughs> ultra classic you know and one of the definitely one of the best of the best yeah they stand out and I you know, I I don't know if they stand out because they're from Italy, because they're from another part of the world, and they're so fucking good. You know, I that might have something to do with it. But man, that guy's voice is great. Songs are great. You know, undeniable when you hear them. You know who the fuck you're listening to. Yeah, I put them in the top ten bands of all time for me. Top ten? Probably so. I think you're right, man. I think yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they they definitely come to mind. You know. Yeah. Um, they're. <sighs> You know, there's so many cool things. I mean, other than the music, you know, the imagery, their, you know, their whole look, you know, it's fucking badass. Yeah, they have a way with melodies that has always kind of perked my ears up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Those those melodies that he can pull off with, you know, just the way he phrases certain words. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Anyways, dude, I it, it was awesome. Thanks, thanks to uh. Thanks to Andrea's, Andrea for doing this. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Hopefully we'll have him back someday yeah, for the new album. Definitely when the new album comes on, he's got to come back and we can push it as hard as we can. Not that they need help, but I just want to do it because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's call it a night. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Thanks for listening to The Dummy Room. Meet us back here next week for another fun episode. Stay safe, and now go listen to your Manji's records.